part one. Um, I'll just make a note. The date today is the 1st of October, 1993, and I'm at uh, Tony, Tony, Tony yeah. Yeah. the middle part of the name. Is it De La Poole? No, well, if you get to your proper name, yes. my proper name is Anthony, Anthony. De La Poole, P-O-E-R, and the D, D is small d, yes. Yes, and, small l, and yes. separate to l, yes. which is l e or l a, l a. L -A. So you, the, the d e small d, and small the l l a, l -A and, and p, capital capital p o e r, Beresford. Right. Um, I'm going to ask uh, first of all where you were born and in what year. Um, because I think that's that's relevant yeah. and interesting. Well, I was born on the 12th of March, 1915, in Harrowweald, Middlesex. Right. Um, tell me something about your parents, please. My, my father, uh, at the time that I was born, was um, in the... Ne uh, aerial section of the Royal Navy and you would wonder at that but um, in the First World War one of the things that were used were balloons balloons were mainly used for running people up in the air so that they could see where the, the enemy batteries were firing from so that they could fire back and this balloon was was part of the Navy because the RAF, you see, hadn't been invented by then. And so you had the sort of uh, observation corps in the Army and the observation corps in the Navy, and he was part of the Navy. And um, before the end of the war, he had an accident in the, in the balloon which, which threw him out. And um, he landed on his right shoulder, which sort of did a fair amount of damage, so that he then was sort of in, invalided out. And that, that brings me back on, I think, is, is, will we have pictures in this book? Could do. Could do. Got the a picture of him falling out of the balloon. <laughs> I got a picture of him in his, in his uniform. Yeah. See, at... at at this stage, um, I was going to present to you with a manuscript, um, but it wouldn't be in a book like the sort that you'd walk into W. H. Smith's no. and and purchase, um, because that that that's a whole different thing. I was going to give you a manuscript of quality. Um, Better quality paper than that. Better quality paper than that. Um, I think I might have sort of paper here. In, in a bound cover. They're not bound, cover, but. Um, it would be this sort of paper. Yes. Yes. Right. But typed out. Yeah. On, on on a computer yeah. um, with chapter headings. Yeah. Um, so it would be what we call 
in the trade uh, an author's manuscript. And I can put, and I could put that in, in, in a plastic cover. Yes, yeah. But it, it would be just plain white right. paper, but not as thin as that. No, no, no. Uh, and that, that was the intention. Right. Now, we can quite easily, um, with um, what do we call it, the sort of little hinges, they call them hinges in, in philately, the sort of hinges that uh, stamp collectors use mm -hmm. to, to secure stamps in an album. Yeah. What we can do is where you want photographs, we can take the actual photograph yeah. and with these little hinges put them onto the same sort of paper interleaved. So in other words, yeah. we're, we're, we read through something that happened and you've actually got a photograph of it which you, you think would be a good idea. Yeah. We can actually paste the photograph on the page with these hinges, which means you could remove the photograph if you want to. Yes. So you can you can interleave it that way. Yeah, you could yes. do that. Yes, yes. Sounds but it, but the idea yeah, we, we the idea is to give you a manuscript yeah. Yeah. rather than a book. That's right. Absolutely. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Um, so I'm going to dodge back and forth yes. now. If I may ask your your full name your your um, well, maiden name. Emma Mary Alwina Canning which is a bit of a mouthful. So let's go slowly through, because I need to write this down, the, the spelling. Yes. So it's Emma is... Emma La, E-double-M-A-L-A, -A, which it, I've never heard before. I've never heard. That's no. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You need to write it down. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's there. <laughs> it's right. there, yeah. yeah. And that, she was a sister of my father, who was John Duffy Howard Canning. And he was Howard... Irish. Ha is it A-R-D for Howard yes. or E-R-D? Yes. A-R-D. Oh, hang on, hang on. Huh? I think actually that, that was my, that was, that was Dickie. Which Dickie was? No, John was my, I'm looking in the muddle with the Howard came. When, when, when you went to school, John is John Howard Canning, J.H. Yes. Canning, isn't yeah. he? What name did you use at school? Mary. I've always been Mary. Emma Mary Alwina, and that was another sister. Now, Alwina <laughs> is... A L W I N A. Alwina. Yeah. And what surname did you use at school? Canning. Double N I N G? Yes. Right. Uh, Canning, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did your father do? Lots of things. Um, not really very sure. He was he, but you see, when I was born in 1913, June the 16th, 1913, which is quite a while ago, isn't right. it? Right. Yeah. Where? Yes, where were you yeah. born? Pinner? Pinner. Pinner. Do you know the address of where you were born? Um, yes, it was Brooklands, Noah Hill, a house called Brooklands. A house called Brooklands? Noah Hill. Noah spelled N-O-A-H. No. You know, how lovely. N-O-W-E-R. Oh, N-O-W-E-R. He's still there, Noah Hill, actually. Noah Hill. I think the house is still there. Pinner. Mm. Now, that's interesting for your sons, you see, because they probably don't know the house you were born in. No, I'm and they can know. actually, with this, when it, once it's written down, go and look at the house. Yes. And take a photograph of it, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Noah House, fine. Noah, uh, no, Brooklands. I beg your pardon, Brooklands. Noah Hill. Noah Hill. Yes. In Pinner. Right. Um, now, your father, when you were born, what was he doing? For a living, what was his trade? I think he was on the stock exchange. I'm almost sure he was. 
Then he was called, you see, 1913, and he was also, he was, um... H.A.C. 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 Honourable Artillery Company in the City of London. Territorials. Territorial yes. Army. So he, he was called up fairly soon, in right. 1914. He was called up in 1914. Yes. And, and delighted to go, because he wasn't, didn't really care for being married very much, yeah. even then. So <laughs> it was a great relief. This is only sort of vaguely about my mother and brother and things. Well, these, these are important details because yes. they begin to put little pieces into place. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, we have a similar problem in our family. Yeah. Um, what did your mother do? Was she uh, someone that went out to work? No, no. She, she had rather said because her, her father died when she was two, just after her sister. Well, there's two of them. Their name was Gregory. What was your mother's... Do you know your mother's maiden name? Yes, Gregory. Gregory. Laura so, Eleanor Gregory. Eleanor yes. Gregory. Yeah. And that's G-O-G-R-E-G-O-R-Y. Right. And she was a Gregory, and she married a... Canning. Canning, of course. Yes, of course. Yes. Do you remember your grandparents? No. Not there at was, all? No, one, I remember, I, my father's one was a funny old girl, all in sort of black, with black neck round her throat, and very fat, and a little black lace cap, and she came from Bridge North, and she once came to see us, and that was, and we never had, because both my mother's, mother died, as I said, when, father died when she was two, and her father died when, uh, I got that wrong, mother died when she was two, father died when she was fifteen, 15. so they were brought up, she and her sister, were brought up by elderly aunts and things. And where, where was your mother brought up? This was all near Longmaston, somewhere in Bedfordshire, I think. Longmaston? Yes. And her father was a farmer. Fa I should think obviously fairly well-to-do, because they had some lovely old bits of mm. china. And Any idea where the farm was? Well, I ought to know. Stephen I think, knows, Yes, my, my half-brother Stephen along the road. He could actually give you all this. That would be useful to know. Yes. Uh, also be useful to know where your grandparents were married. Uh, yeah, actually, where, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that if your sons ever wanted to trace yes. family, they, yes. they know which church. Well, actually, church. old, old half-brother Stephen, mm -hmm. we had the same mother, different dad. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, he's absolutely crazy about it, and he's done a terrific lot of backtracking. Okay. Because there are lots more in New Zealand, you see. There are masses right. of them all over, over the place, aren't there? Yeah. Have you They've any... got frightfully complicated families, isn't yeah. they? Have you any idea how your parents first met? No. They never talked about it. How? How they first met him. Oh, how my mother, yes, I'm getting muddled with grandpa's. How my mother met my how, father. I right. think she met him on the beach at Brighton. I'm not sure. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 now, because she had been engaged uh, uh, several times, she was very, very um, attractive, I gather, I think, wasn't she? And, and uh, yeah. there's a, some type of frightfully rich man who, this, this is what she told me, who the old aunt and uncle wanted them. In fact, they were engaged, and she suddenly decided that she, she came down into the drawing room when he was there and said, I can't, I can't, and ran out of the room and burst into tears. So that was the end of one of the things. But she and Aunt Em were on the, having holiday at Brighton, um, I think. When now, Aunt Emma being her sister, yes. so your mother had... She uh, had a sister, Emma, it wasn't her, yeah, Emma, that was who I was called after. Ah, one, right. one sister of my mother's and one of my father's. Right. Emma was mother's and Alwina was father's. So your mother, so your mother was one of two children. Your yes. mother had a sister. Yes. And your father had brothers and sisters. He had a brother, Uncle Tom, 
anything I call comes back when you're actually asked. You have to, yes. And Uncle Tom lived in Bridge North, and I think he must have been fairly well... Where is Bridge, Bridge North, please? Shropshire. Oh, it's Shropshire. Bridge yes. North. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. Because they used to send lots of pretty dresses and things for me. That was Auntie. I can't remember her name now. She wasn't really an aunt. Because my, my, when my father went off, we were frightfully poor in, in the war. And when he left, finally said we had nothing. And then they used to send lots and lots of bundles of clothes. So that was Uncle Tom's wife. I don't know what happened to Uncle Tom. When you say you were poor during the war, are you talking about the First World War? Yeah. Oh, yes. You are. We were poor uh, in both wars. <laughs> <laughs> and this is in Pinner. It's in So yes. presumably, Eleanor met... Uh, I've forgotten your They were married in 1910. Name. 1910. Do you know yeah. where they were married? Actually, they were married in a Church. In Pinner. So that stage, if they met. So they met at Brighton Beach, got married in Pinner, and settled in Pinner, got a house in Pinner. Was it rented accommodation? No, it was her house. It was my mother's house. Mm -hmm. And. In Pinner? Brooklyn's was hers. Was it? Not not your dad, but hers. No, no, it was her house, yes. And then he. how did she come by the house? Well, she, well, they had, the two of them, the two si- the sisters, had really quite a reasonable amount of money between them, because they, their parents, I don't think, were all that poor, because they must have had a, a reasonable farm, as I said, with all these nice bits of furniture and things. And I think when the old aunts died, they probably left them money. They both went to school in France, one in France and one in Germany to learn German and English and that sort of thing. Your mother, did your mother go to school in France? Yes. Well, she went to Bedford High School where she got 100% in arithmetic. (laughs) (laughs) Good girl. (laughs) She was very proud of that. Yes. (laughs) And, um, no, they both, uh, Emily, Aunt Em, as they called her, spoke very good German. My mother spoke very good French. That's right. Didn't she? And they were both very efficient ladies. Yeah. I mean, your mother was as sharp as a needle, <laughs> and uh, and Aunt Em w- worked for Lord Winterton. Lots Lord of lords. Winterton. She was yes, yeah, she was very bright. She must have been the earlier women secretaries, and yeah. she was secretary Lord Winterton for ages. Now, tell me about Lord Winterton. Was he a politician? Yes, he was. Yes. And he was father of the house for a long time, ah, and I think his son, the next Lord Winterton, was also rather high up in politics. Very conservative. So your mother and your aunt. Were both secretaries to politicians? No, not my mother wasn't. No, but no, no, no she aunt never. Was. Your aunt yeah. was, yes. Mm. Oh, no, no, mum was just married and then just had us. Yeah. Right. I didn't think she ever did a job. I'm sure she didn't. No, she didn't. No. Right. Um, but she was a very, she was a very clever woman. I mean, very well read and very, very sharp mind. Yes, yeah, she read all Dickens to us and cut yeah. it out the, and during the war. Cause nothing else to do during the war. Right. Yes. Now, um, it's also important to know from your family point of view, and I certainly know about my family tree, mm-hmm. t- uh, illnesses. What did, do you know what your grandparents died of? My, fa- my grandfather died in a shooting accident on Boxing Day down in Longmast, wherever it was. He was going shooting. That was. It's a shotgun side. Yes, that was very shortly after my aunt was born. So in fact he had, that was his second daughter. 
and we've always rather thought that it might possibly have been suicide, mm -hmm. because it's fairly unusual, I think, for a, a farmer to go and have a shooting accident across It is very unusual. I thought, because um, that meant he got two girls and he got the farm, and I think he was desperate for a boy. I don't know. Now, grandfather's name was, he was a... Which what grandfather was this? This, this? this is Gregory. This, this was a Gregory. Yes. So grandfather he was Gregory. John, I think, wasn't he? I don't know. I've got my mother's death to do somewhere. So yeah. grandfather Gregory died in a shooting accident. Yes, on Boxing Day. On Boxing when Day. When my mother was two. 1902. No, my mother was two. Oh, sorry. I'm just no. trying to work back. Yeah. Yeah. She was born in, my mother was born in 1884, I think. That's right, because she would have been just about 110 now, which mm. I don't know. But all, I can check up all those little dates. So they're they're yeah. useful background information. Now, your, your grandmother, what did she die of? No idea. And the other um, grandparents? The Cannings? Well, that was the Canning grandmother who came right. down from Bridge North. Right. What, but the rest of them, I have no idea. No idea. Fair Absolutely enough. no idea. You no. see, because after the divorce, I mean, we were never allowed to sort of talk about him. This, happened, this happened in a lot of families. Yes. After, oh. sorry, who divorced who again? My mother divorced him. You, your mother divorced your father? That's right, yeah. yes. Because he, um, when he was, after he'd done a bit of arming, I suppose, in that, he was in India, he was sent to India, where he had an absolutely marvellous time. He was a great athlete and played, played hockey for where he was. Bangalore, I can remember, very friendly road and things. And he met this other woman who he found very attractive. In India? In India. Was she English? Yes, oh yes, she was English. She wasn't married. Do we know what she did? Was oh, she in the yes, army? Oh, that's another girl. <laughs> that's a terrific story. Is he going on too far now? Yes, yes. all right. Just yes, play, uh, you, ha you see, you haven't said yet that you were the second child. Yes. You know, that John, John. Brother John. Brother John. Then me, then Dickie. It, yeah, and then Dickie. Yeah. So there were three of us. So, so there were three children, and this uh, this man who, who got off to India, I mean, was virtually abandoning a wife and three children. I understand. Yeah. I understand, of course. Oh, he was, yes. completely. And he yes. was a canning. He was a canning. Yes. So Mr. Canning uh, had three children yeah. from uh, Eleanor, was it? Yeah. Eleanor, your mother. Yes, but she, Laura, Laura Eleanor, she Laura was. Eleanor, yeah. yes. And then he went to the army, went to India, he abandoned his wife and three children, really. Yes. And uh, He did come back on leave several mm. times. But I think he, he came back on leave to have. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes, he was captain for quite a long yeah. time. Yeah. No, he came back because he must have come back on leave to have got Dickie. Because I can remember Dickie being born. That was 1916. And I can remember a scene in the nursery with. Mum crying and old Jack saying, oh, "No, well, I." She said, "You never write. You never write." And he said, "Oh, well, you know, it's no point in writing or something other." So that was the last time I saw him. Who was Jack? Oh, that was my father. Yeah. Oh, your father. Yes, he was called Jack Kenny, although he was yeah. John. He was always yeah, right, known as Jack. Right. And it was him talking to your mother, and your mother was in tears. That's right. How yes. old were you then? About three. I three, think. but you remember your mother in tears. Oh, very. I can see it now. I can see it now in the nursery. And and were you you were in the nursery? Were you in a playpen? No, no. no I was asleep. I was oh, in my bed. You were in your bed. Yes, and I mean, I woke up in the morning. There were three green necklaces under my pillow that he'd left for me. I think he quite liked me. 
But then we mustn't go into details because there's, there's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that? I mean, we could just go on forever. Now, <laughs> now can I switch back yeah. to, to you? Because what I'm trying to do is sketch the background, your right. parents and grandparents, and then I'm going to come to how you met each other and then yeah. talk about yeah. But it's all useful information because I can take bits, you see, and, and just make, yeah. make a story. Um, we come now to, again to your parents. Um, Reminds me what your mother did, please. Played lots of tennis and yes. bridge. Your mother was a socialite. She. Oh, yes. She, um, my grandfather and grandmother were rural. Spelled R U. I think we had. No, we have Oh, we haven't had L T. Sorry. R U A U U L T. French. French. And uh, these were your maternal grandparents. That's right. Right. And uh, you see, her grandfather was a master at Harrow School for 40 years. I think I told you that. Yes. And lived across the road here with his uh, family. Um, and uh, um, Her father? No, um... What is We're talking about mother now, aren't we? Yes, yes, yes. yeah. And, uh, so she, she was the daughter of this Gustav Ruhr's only son. Um, he had six... Daughters? Five daughters and one son. Now, Gustav sounds quite German, but he was French, really. Well, yes, yes, yes. He and was. Gustav is G U S T A V E. Oh, E, well, yes. I don't know yes. Gustav. That makes it more French. Makes French, yes, yes doesn't it? Yes. So, Gustav had five daughters and a son. Yes, right. And these are your ma maternal. Yes. Uh, and do you know where Gustav came from? Which town in France? No. This is the one thing that. We've not been successful in finding out, mm -hmm. uh, even though we've sort of researched back quite a bit. But we really don't know where he came from, because his father, we know that he at one time was associated with Harrow School, and we know that he lived uh, uh, on the hill. Oh. But we don't know where he came from. He lived at the vicarage for a bit, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. <coughs> so, uh, this very French gentleman had spent uh, perhaps two or three generations, and uh, his family had been in Britain for two or th three generations, right. possibly. Yes, and we thought, mm. you know, he might have been a, a refugee or something like mm. that, but we've mm. not been able to, mm. to find out. Now, presumably, uh, your maternal grandmother, uh, you have some details of? Granny Ruo, who Granny you love. Yes. yes, she is a Barry. Oh, she was a B A double R Y. That's yes. right. The same family of Sir Charles Barry, who built the House of Parliament. You know, oh, really? Yeah. And how did they meet each other, the Ruo and Barry? Ruo and Barry. How did they meet? My goodness. Oh. Now that that I don't know. Lots of funny old PCP pictures of them. Uh, 
An interesting background, interesting families, both of them, aren't they? Oh, very, yes, very interesting. Yes, and um, coming back to the Barry, because he he was a very well-known architect, wasn't that's he? That's right. Yes, and uh, his uh, his brother, who was Wolf Barry, he did all the the engineering part of Tower Bridge. He didn't do the architecture. But he did the things that make the things go. Yes, the pure engineering, the yes. gearing. And yes. So he was he was an engineer. But I mean, the Barrys really were very talented family. You know, back as far as that, and even closer. I mean, uh, Granny's brother, who was A. J. Barry, Uncle Arthur. Uncle yes, Arthur. He was a darling. He he was. At one stage, one of the most important industrialists in Turkey, <laughs> because he, Kemal Ataturk, the famous Kemal Ataturk, um, you know, carrying out the modernization of Turkey with bridges and things and so forth, he insisted on A.J. Barry being at his right hand as his advisor all the way through and so that was an extraordinary thing and, um, and he was very very highly regarded uh, I mean in Turkey and, and practically all his work was done in Turkey but he was obviously an extremely able I mean engineer mm. so I mean he really was uh, a sort of major prop of the family I would think uh, I mean in times of granny and so forth yeah. and Aunt Carrie yeah. The Barrys were from where? What part of Britain? Marx has got the book, hasn't yes. he? Yes. There's, there's a book on yes. the Barrys. Yes, yeah. Big all the family tree and so forth. Sure. Okay, um, setting that aside. Yeah. Now, your paternal grandparents. Um, now, Barrys. Barrys. Well, um, Grandpa was a judge. He was a judge on the Western Circuit um, and uh, his, he, he lived um, in a magnificent house down near Biddeford called Weirgeford Hall which he rented from Earl Fortescue or Lord Fortescue for the enormous sum of a hundred pounds a year. And it was this magnificent house on the banks of the Torridge River. Superb. And that's where the, the boys, that's my father and uh, his brothers, were all, all brought up. Oh, right. And the they were four brothers and one sister. Could you spell the river for me, please? Torridge. T-O-R-R-I-D-G-E. Torridge. Okay, near Biddeford. That's right. At... Uh, at uh, at Biddeford, there are, well, in that area, that's uh, North Devon, there are two major rivers. One is the Tor, T-A-W, and the other is the Torridge, and both famous salmon rivers and really magnificent fishing and what sort of thing. So your... And where Tark of the Otter was written yeah. on, uh, about the Torridge. Right, okay. Williamson. Right. So your father and your uncles were brought up there. Yes. Uh, and somewhere, somehow, uh, your father met your mother. But you, do you happen to know 
where they met? Well, I think they met here, around here, because um, m Mother lived either at Pinna or Hatch End, and uh, he, my father, was in London training to be a solicitor. Um, and they obviously met at by the tennis parties. Yeah. Yes. yes, they because they lived, the two of the brothers, I think it was Tristram who was at UC, and your father, lived in digs down Grove Hill. Because Dorothy Pettit, I can remember, oh, really did who was an old friend, that, friend. Yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. Grove, Grove Hill. Which is just down here. Oh, near, near, near yeah. Harrow. Yeah. Yes. And they were the, the, you know, they had the most sought after boys as far as the girls were concerned on the hill. And they were all very eligible. <laughs> so your father trained as a solicitor. That's right. But he decided after the war that he really didn't care for being a solicitor. And so he became a stockbroker. There's a connection there. Stockbroking <laughs> in both families. Yeah, yeah, I see. So yes. he became a stockbroker. Yes. Right. And your mother, uh, by the time uh, she married him, was not a, a, a working professional. Oh, no. She no. stayed at home and looked after the children. That's right. Yes. yes. And you lived... Uh, can you remember the address where you were born? Were you born in at home or in a hospital? No, I was born at home uh, at this house in, in Harrow Weald. But I know it doesn't exist anymore because of the whole of the, the hill on which it stood um, is all being developed. Can you remember the address where you were born? No, but I can look it up. I can find it. You quite um, often show me the road and go through it. Yes. Mm. Um, now, um, we'll, we'll, now we'll go through your youth, your schooling, uh, <laughs> up until where somehow you met. Um, your, oh, no, uh, we met we'll before schooling. Oh, yeah. You met okay. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. Um, how did you first meet? Well, we didn't know, I don't think, because our no. families knew each other and didn't like each other very much, did they? No, but I think it's quite, we should just say here that we're now sort of immediately post-First World War. Right, so let's put a date to this very roughly. Are we 1910, 11? No, post. I beg your pardon, post. Yes, six of course it is. 1916 to 17. 16, yes. 17, yes. And at that time, remember, now, now the war is over. Finished in 18. And they're, and they're all being demobilized. And uh, you know, there's the empire being sorted out, all this sort of thing. And uh, apparently, I mean, I don't know this, but I mean, I think it must be, that housing was incredibly short. And one of the places where they rapidly built houses was at a place at Pinner Hill, where her mother had a house. Council my, houses they were. Yes, they were all council detached. houses. And, uh, and my mother and father had a house. And uh, your uncle, uh, uh, yeah, Claude Rouault, yes. they had a house. They had a house. Yeah. And the, I mean, the pine coffins, damaris pine coffins. Pine coffins. Yes, and the suitors. I mean, so, oh, sorry, 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 you've lost me about yeah. the pine coffin. No, 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 no that, that's again is an aside. They were, those were all the friends who were up there in this little, very, very poor circle of council houses yes. in Benil Road. And so it was a curious situation that you had all these comparatively uh, not not wealthy but well-born 
people all living in these council houses, this was immediately post-war, before all the people had started off on their various careers, and we were children living on this same council estate. But your mother and my mother must have met at the Moss Lane Tennis Club, because yes. tennis was the big thing. That everybody joined the tennis club. Could you spell Moss Lane for me, please? M O double S Lane L A N E. Because that's the grass tennis court. Yes. So we had the Beresfords and the Cannings at the same tennis club. Right. Yes. And as children, we played at the same. All the children played there, didn't they? So we must have met vaguely there. And of course, at children's parties. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're going too far ahead. You see, because I mean. We knew each other at kindergarten stage. Oh yes, didn't we? yes. But we knew each other but, before that too, because no, yeah. But I mean, you you gone on to us knowing each other playing tennis. Yes. <laughs> can, can you recall? Can, can either of you recall <laughs> the very first instant you set eyes on each other? You might have been two or three years old, but what was the first moment you? you oh, first I can remember lots because we again it was at Pinner Hill. When we all used it was this, during the summer of 2021 when there was an enormous, enormous heat wave which went on practically the whole summer. Do you remember? And there were endless picnics, and we used to play cricket. We used to get all your mother and my mother and the suitors. We collected all the children, and we would all go off blackberrying. And in those days, there were masses of blackberries everywhere. And we played cricket. But I have one very strong memory of you. We were playing cricket in one of those fields up there, and you were cross and threw a cricket ball at me. Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you threw a cricket ball at Mary? Well, I think he was about five, and I was about, what was I, at one stage, yes. he's only 80 months younger than I am, so I'm yeah. always rather pleased about that. But you were, I think, about two years older than me then. But I always remember me in that field, the joint field at the back of our houses. Yes. I mean, I mean, if you could imagine a right angle, you see. I mean, her house was there, and my house was there, and, the, and all this was field. And that's where we, we used to meet, and we used to have camps at the bottom of that great big tree, you remember? Yes, yeah, some Red Indians. And this, Red did Indians. you listen? You didn't listen about leeches on the radio this morning. Yeah. They're now using leeches again. Again? Yes. yes. Really? For plastic surgery and to stop, yeah. no, stop clotting. Oh, clotting. Yes. 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 That I... And they, they're talking about putting on them and nibbling yeah, them with all yes. their teeth. Well, I first came across that about four years ago in an obscure thing that was thrown away, but I didn't realise they were seriously yeah, doing I it again. I was shattered. Yeah. Anyway, there used to be lots of leeches in the ditch we used to play with. Yes. That's how I thought of it just now. When you say you used to play with leeches, in, how do you mean? You used to pick them up and put yes. them on, on your yes, skin? And make, no, yeah. no, you didn't put, uh, put them on my skin, really. No, if they got on the skin, it was a yes. bit tiresome, because there was a great big yes. ditch we used to paddle in. Yes. yes. And, but then we used to keep them in, in zinc baths and things like that, with the newts and all that, frogs and all that sort of thing that we used to collect. Right. Yeah. Right. Magnificent newts we used to have. <laughs> Marvellous. Yeah. Don't see them the old crested newts, you magnificent things, weren't they? Yes. And they yes. used to be common. Oh, yes, yes, very common. And frogs and so forth. Oh, yes. In yes. all the little ponds and all the fields yes, all around right. here. Mm, mm. Tadpoles. Oh, yes, we still got tadpoles in our little pond. Lovely. Yeah. Tadpoles. Yes, did you have those? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, uh, pesticides, have, uh, since DTT came in, uh, 
things have been killed in nature. Yeah. Pesticides today, people sp sprinkle pesticides all over their garden now, yeah, um, and that's what kills nature. Yeah. Oh, we, we we've got frogs and everything else because I refuse to use pesticides in my garden. Yeah. So we've got butterflies and frogs oh, and tadpoles and yeah. foxes and everything else. <laughs> so uh, sorry, I'm digressing. Yeah. Um, uh, so of course you. What's the first thing that you remember? That about Pinner. The first thing that I can remember about Pinner is um, those decorated prams on the armistice anniversary procession. Oh. You know, when we're celebrating the end of the First World War. Now you were born in 1913, so you would no, have been. No, I was 13. I beg your pardon. Yes. So I'm only, yes, yeah. only three or four. Yes. When they had this, I can just see it in Pinner High Street. Yes. Well, I can remember. We were all. I don't think it was. It was the actual armistice, wasn't it? No, it wasn't the armistice. No, it was some mm -hmm. celebration. We it? all were. I thought it was actually. We were all waving flags down the yes. bottom of the village by the old parish wall. I can see that terribly well. Yeah, well I can't remember waving flags. All I can remember is seeing these decorated <laughs> traps. You know, well, it probably you was know, the all perambulators. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Mm -hmm. the children in yes. them, and they'd all got flowers and and ribbons and things, you know, yeah. celebrating. And there was a that's your very earliest recollection of anything? That's right, yes. How interesting. <laughs> anything at all? Yes. And you were being pushed along the pavement? Or no, you were I stationary? Remember, no. I can't remember whether I was standing or oh, uh, sitting on somebody's shoulder, and so on, but I just remember the decorated brats. <laughs> What's your very earliest recollection of anything at all? Not so many. I don't know which is the first. Really? Yeah. I can remember leaning over the edge of the cot in Brooklands, and no, Dickie leaning over and, and screaming, and nobody doing anything. We both got ruptures. We both wore trusses. I remember that very, very. You pain. got a rupture. Yes, we both. And we both, and Dickie got a rupture. Dickie being your younger brother. <laughs> yes, yeah. who was my absolute darling. Yeah. He was gorgeous, wasn't he? Oh, now, when he was killed in the war. Yeah. When he was killed in the war. Yes, in Burma. Yeah. yeah. And this being the Second World War. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Um, in 1943 ish, 44. 44. Burma would have been 44, probably. 44, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was your brother, that was sad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ruptures. Uh, sorry, it wasn't that a hernia. It was a hernia, but it was here. It was that in your groin, and you wore these awful. Red rubber trusses. So that's it one of your good. earliest very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, mm. and we were frightfully ashamed of it. Yeah. Still, it didn't go. It was quite quite good. It didn't go you were ashamed long. of having a hernia or wearing no, the, wearing a truss. Wearing a yes. truss. Because mm. yeah. other kids would say, "What's that you've got on?" If you went swimming or anything, mm. or you were parties and took mm. your knickers off. Mm. I can't I remember. But, no, I don't think you were dying then. No. Now, we didn't really get friendly until it was up at the close in 2021, 20, 2022. Yes. And then you see, while, while we were there at this place where we were describing to you, see, that's when we used to go each day together to kindergarten. And that sort of was so fa fascinating, really, because this was must have been all of half a mile. Or more than that, though. Yeah. A mile. Because it was from Pinner Green right down to Long Uxbridge Road and then up Paynes Lane, it was just about a mile, to Paynes Lane in Pinner, Oakfield School, run by Miss Florence Thompson, which his mother had been to as a, gir as a girl. And there we went. Were you in the same class? 
I think she was always ahead of me. Of course, she was the older ladies, the, of course. Yes, of course, yes, I yes. that. But, but when you say class, I mean... Did you walk together to school? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, you did? Oh, we were very, very friendly then. Oh, right. Yes. Even at kindergarten? Yes. Oh, he's great friends. Yes. Have you, since those very early days, kindergarten, walking to school together and playing together in, in the field, uh, was there ever a period when, apart from the war, yeah. when you did not see each other? Oh, yes. Lots oh, of times. Yeah. 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 So when it wasn't, it certainly wasn't a question of boyhoods and girls and sweetheart, was it? Because you had lots of girls and I had lots of boys. Yes. So it was oh, very yeah. sensible, really, in the end. Was, <laughs> we we really weren't especially keen on each other when we were, were teenagers. When we were teenagers, except that um, if if things were going wrong with either our current girl or boyfriend and so forth, you know that's where we, we said, <laughs> well, let's, you know, would you like to come to the pictures tonight? <laughs> <laughs> who who would ask who? Well, I would ask her, or sometimes. Uh, um, or I would need a partner for a dance or something. Right. Yes, yes. she'd ring up and say, well, "Will you come to the would, dance?" Yeah. Would you actually telephone or come and talk to talk direct? Did I you use the telephone in those days? Not Ooh. much, no. Didn't no, we? you had a thing on the thing. You picked up the oh, yeah, that kind of receiver, right. yeah. and they said, "Number, please." <laughs> yeah, <right>. Number, please. <laughs> yes, and you said dinner three oh eight or whatever it was. So you had a telephone in your home. We didn't. Uh, yes, we didn't at the. Um, we didn't up at the close, did we? Were the no, 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 we didn't have no. telephones at the close no. at all. No. No. We had gas lighting, too. Yes. Uh, in, in the house? In the house, yes. Oh, yes. yes. Did you have gas lighting in the house yes, as well? Yes. yes. Those gas mantles. Yes. 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 Were they on uh, lanterns, pen, pen or, or were they fixed on the wall? No, 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 no. Fixed on the ceiling. Oh, the ceiling. Yes. Right. Yes. With a, a tube coming down. And then a globe, a globe, mm-hmm. which was uh, um, you know either glass or, or um, china, and uh, that was secured with uh, little things you screwed in. And, but you had to have a taper, yes, and you had to stand up and turn on the gas and poke the taper in. And you had to be very careful not to touch the mantle because that would shatter the mantle. Right. So you had uh, gas piped into the house. Yes. Oh, yes. And gas, gas meter. It was mains gas. It mains was metered gas. gas. Oh, yes, yes. And cooking the, and everything. It was a cooking gas. meter you put coins in. No, it wasn't that sort. No, well, I think... Uh, I think there were gas meters, but it didn't... Yeah, but I don't think we had coin-operated meters. I don't ever remember. Yeah. No. So okay. we were on mains on and paying quarterly bills, whatever it was. Right, right. That's, that's, that's interesting. So at that stage, at that very early stage in your early childhood, you lived in houses which, uh, those, your houses had gas lighting but not telephones at that stage. No. When did telephones come in in your youth, in your homes? Can you remember? Well, I think when my mother married again, and we lived in a nice, they built a very nice house along with them, and we had a telephone in that, because that was pinner 308. Yes. You were pinner three two three three two three three two three. Yes. three. Yes. Pinner three two three and pinner three zero eight. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then, so we had the telephone when when we moved to Redstacks. Did you? Didn't be, yes. yes, oh yes. That yes, was yes, in my view. That was in pinner. Yeah. At yes. what age were you when you moved to Highstacks? Because this yes, was your yes. second home. Yes, I think. 
by then I was what going but shortly go, going to go to uh, boarding school, wasn't I? Must be near. Yeah. And at what age were you when you moved away from your first home? We had so many homes. Oh, I see. You had lots of homes. Yes, because um, that, uh, my, my father invested rather badly on the stock exchange. I mean, he lost a lot of money, which meant my mother had to sell Brooklands. She'd been taking in... Which was her? Her, her home. home. Yes, yeah. yes. So ah. that was all a bit, a bit tricky. Disastrous. So then she went to... Where did we go? Over the fishmonger. Yes. We went in Pinner. Rented accommodation. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, with what on the floor? We, I know my brother and I wish to say, we'll have six fresh herrings, please. I can remember that. Is that was that <laughs> a standard order? Oh, no, I used to knock on the floor? Yes, because on the, the fishmonger was underneath. The fishmonger below? <laughs> yes, right. Now, how did he know what the knock on the ceiling was? He used to come up and shout at us to stop being a nuisance, I think. And what would you say? Six oh, herrings, please. <laughs> No, and Stanley Villas, no, we moved around a lot. In fact, once we went to Fulham, which I'd forgotten. Oh, so yes. I, I think you lived in Fulham. This was before the close, was it, or after the close? No, it was all before the close. Yeah, no, we went straight the from the close, because that was when Basil came up, and I found right. her sitting yeah. on his knee, and then they got married yeah. when the divorce came through. Yeah. Ah, so, you found your mum sitting on someone's knee. Yes, but we'd known him, we owe Basil. He was, a, again, tennis club. Yeah. He was a great tennis player, and they met at the Moss Lane Tennis Club. Mm -hmm. yes. And he was a never been married before. He was a most desirable bachelor. He was years older than she was. She was forty, yes. and he was about fifty, I suppose. Yes. So that was all quite exciting. Mm -hmm. But then after the divorce, I remember we weren't asked to certain children's parties where we'd been asked before because divorce was so shameful. Yes. 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 How so, old were you when your mother divorced? Um, well, they married in February 24, and I would be 11 in June 24, wouldn't I, if I yeah. was born in 1913, yes. So up to that year, they'd been seeing each other quite a lot, and they went on honeymoon to Cannes, I can remember that. And then we moved into the house in 1924, and that's when my half-brother Stephen was born. It just sort of came out right, because they were married in February the 14th, and he was born in December. So that was just the right sort of timing. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Jack and Laura go on honeymoon? Oh, I haven't a clue. No. Where did your parents go on honeymoon? Oh, yes, that was quite a good story. They went to where? They stayed in that frightfully smart house in Wales, a castle, and they, the yeah. bat came into the bedroom. <laughs> so the Beresfords <laughs> went to Wales on honeymoon. That's right. Southern Wales, I think Pembrokeshire. Pembrokeshire. Well, weren't they on their way to Scotland or the lakes or something? They just it was the whole honeymoon there. Yes, but very funny, funny story, because um, these people, obviously, that they went to, were wealthy and had a very big house. I can't, I can't remember who who they were, but anyway, um, they went there, and uh, when they went up to bed, there was a bat in Sorry. the Continue of the honeymoon story. Beresford's yeah, honeymoon. When, when they went up to bed and they were just sort of settling down, there was a bat in the room. 
and uh, so, so father set to work to A, try and catch it, or B, to drive it out of the window, you see, and every time it came near mother, of course, she screamed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and father, you see, was either trying to hit the thing, and tripping over things, and swearing, and blasting, the great crutches, <laughs> you can imagine the scene. Anyway, if I, if I finally got rid of it, it was right. But when they went down to breakfast the next morning, the, the host and hostess, you know, were looking, you know, absolutely sort of wide-eyed, thinking that, of course, uh, father had been beating up mother <laughs> during, during the, night, the first night of their honeymoon. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, they sensed that, you know, something was wrong that they, that they said, oh, you, you know, we had this t terrible night, you know, with this bat in the room. <laughs> and the host coach was so relieved <laughs> that it was only a bat and not a, a breakup of the marriage that had only just started. <laughs> anyway, why did we get on to that? can't remember. I was just inquiring as to, because you mentioned a, a can for a honeymoon, I was just curious oh, as to... Oh, that's right, yeah, you said, right, yes, yes, I said, we're yes. anyway, we, yeah. we'll come back to your youth, um, yeah. and we're talking about, now you've had your separate boyfriends, and you would, in between boyfriends and girlfriends, you might uh, invite each other out to the cinema or to a dance, yeah. and then how did things progress from there? There must have been a key moment. Something happened. Well, we had lots of um, being being cross with, not cross with each other, but we had lots of things when we were quite definitely off each other, didn't we? Did you ever write to each other? A little note? Carve something on a tree? Well, I used to, when I was on tour, I used to write little notes. You used to write little postcards, didn't I? And you always came in. It's marvellous. You always came and met me at the station. Tour? What tour? Oh, I, I, I did, I did a bit of acting. Yeah. I went to, but, went to. But you've jumped. We, we've jumped on. Ah, okay. You know, about a decade, haven't we? Ah, right. I mean, yes. I'm curious as to the very first little spark. Something happened somewhere. Well, I, the, the, the great, the great Nanak of the North. That was probably the first. Yes. Now, we're how old? I was about. Well, we were both about seven and eight and nine. That was Mr. Fox, right? That was a nanook of the north. Sorry, that's going to drown me. Is it? So, just hang on for a second. Because I don't want to miss anything. No. And it's surprising what the microphone can pick up. Yes. Thank you, please. Nanook of the north was on at the Coliseum Harrow, which used to be a cinema before it became a theatre. It's a very famous film. And it was in the holidays. Or you and me, and Brother John, and your brother Hugh, were all, I think we were allowed to go on the bus by ourselves to see this film. And we were all sitting there, and it was very exciting, it was a marvellous film, and I suddenly wanted to go to the lavatory. And I said, I want to go to the lavatory. And then nobody took any notice, and I said, well, I'm, and they said, well, go on. What? How old were you? Seven. Oh, seven. Okay, yes. I, I want to go to lavatory. Or six. Might have been. Yeah, how old was you? Yeah, seven. Anyway, um, and uh, they were all gaining, and nobody took the slightest notice, and I think I probably started to cry and said, neither of my brothers would take me. And there I was, feeling frightfully, frightfully unhappy and miserable, and Tony said, oh, all right, I'll take her. So 
he got up in the midst of this view, took me all along these red velvet seats, round to the back, wherever it was, and waited for me to come back. She took me back to my seat. Because it was dark, you see, she was right to go on her own. Yes. yes. So I'm, uh, that was a very, very nice gesture. <laughs> and another very nice thing you did when I was off on one of my tours, because you always said you were absolutely certain I would come back pregnant, and if I did, you would marry me. Well, I <laughs> did you actually say that to me? Yes. Yes, because... So you obviously cared. Oh, I, oh well, we, I mean, we were friends always, although... But uh, for a friend to say to another, yeah. I will marry you if you get yourself into trouble... You might have said, I'll have to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stop it. Um, but now. before, you see, we, we skipped this great lump because, I mean, we said, well... Well, I said earlier, I mean, when we went to Red Sax, that's when I went off to boarding school. Yes. We hadn't tackled boarding school at all. And uh, boarding school for me was an absolute disaster. Um, because A, at that time I seemed to run into a spell of ill health. Um, what sort of ill health? Well, it was really... Um, I kept, kept on having terrible boils and carbuncles and so forth. If I cut myself, it immediately festered and poisoned and so forth. And this was a perfect pest, wasn't it? Where we, where, where you weren't really involved, so you wouldn't really know. No, I do you. remember you having them on your And uh, But anyway, because of this to some degree, I mean, I was absolutely devastated at being sent to boarding school. I was so homesick, it wasn't true. And um, it just sort of didn't get any better. Or, or I mean, I just hated boarding school. And, and the school was called? This was Clure Manor, which is now the junior school of Halebury. Uh, now, how do you spell Clare? Clure. C-L-E-W-E-R. Clure. Manor. Manor. It is just by Windsor. Right, and you say it's now become the junior school of Halebury College. How do you spell Halebury? H A I L E Y B U R Y. Halebury. Okay, right. So you're very unhappy at boarding school. Very unhappy, and uh, I was, <laughs> you know, when when we entered the last week of the holidays, mother, my mother used to try and make me spend the maximum time with my grandmother because granny seemed to have the, the time and things to take me here, take me there and um, you know, stop me bursting into tears I mean, every five minutes. So, I mean, obviously it was a major mistake to send me to boarding school. But any, anyway, um, I was... Uh, always acutely unhappy. How long were you at boarding school for, in, in all? Well, I, I, I mean, I suppose I went there about nine, wasn't it? Mm. You were at St John's to start with, Yeah, you? I was at St John's mm. to start with, but that was Pinner. a day school. And, uh, St John's was where? Pinner. 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 Yeah, so from yeah, St John's Pinner you went to the sporting school. And, uh, and you went there at nine and yeah. left at? Um, well, I left my prep school when I was twelve, I suppose. But uh, the, 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 one of the, the key things that I think had, had a, an acute effect on me was that, um, uh, you know, 
because I wasn't terribly well, and because I kept missing school, and that was uh, why, why I did so badly in class and so forth, because I kept missing bits, and then you sort of, sort of never catch up. And uh, because of that, and that sometimes I was sort of having special food because of this poisoning. Situation. And you had a stammer. And I had a stammer. Yeah. Um, that I wasn't at all popular with uh, with my fellows, you know, my fellow school people. And um, but I had one great friend, you know, who was a very strong character, who I, um, who was a year older than me, and so forth. But uh, at and, one stage, and his couple, name was uh, Favio. F A V I E L. E I E L. Yes, Favio. That was his surname. That was his surname. Yes. And uh, but I can't remember why it happened or the circumstances uh, uh, leading up to it. But anyway, I was uh, attacked by uh, twenty, you know, boys, punched, knocked down trampled on the ground and so forth and uh, really had a very rough time kept sort of gang ganging up and uh, that that was absolutely a sort of crushing thing but the great crush of the whole thing was that Fabial was one of the people that was attacking me and that absolutely shattered my faith in in humanity and I'm, I'm sure it had a major effect on my life um, because I was so appalled that he could do this to me. It's extraordinary. Uh, anyway, I mean... I've forgotten that. I didn't think I heard that. Now, the no. reason why he joined in wasn't because it was important for him, in his feeble-minded way, to be one of the boys, one of the gang. Oh, I, I think, think so, so. Yes, yes, because I was... It was peer pressure. Yes, because, you see, I was... I mean, I was in the sort of rugby team and in the soccer team. And at one stage, I was captain of cricket. So, I mean, it wasn't just a, a mamby-pamby. I was just going to yeah. say, you were fit and you were yeah. athletic and you yeah. were sporting. And yeah. they still all jumped on you. Yeah. Now, can you remember what sparked that? Uh, no, that's the thing I can't understand. I can't remember why. Wait, what were you in the Midsummer Night's Dream? Was it Oberon or Titania? Yes, that's right. Yes. And you were saying, did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've missed that reference there. No, I remember he, he had a part in the... In, in, yes. I mean, I didn't know that it was in the school play. In the school play. Pre is it still only prep school it's stuff, isn't it? only prep school. Yeah, yes. of course. And yeah. they, they, they did Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. And I was Oberon, the fairy king. Yes. You know, that might have had like, something to do with it. He could have well done. Yeah. You might have been established in their minds as a fairy, as of something yeah. feeble, as mamby right, pamby. Yeah. That might have been. Yes. Uh, because boys, even today, are cruel. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. bullying yeah. is awful. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. affects someone's life forevermore. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the, those early moments, even though it's prep school, those your your character is being moulded yes. at that stage. Yeah. And these have profound effects, yes. these, these awful yes. incidents. Yeah. So you remember that clearly? Very, very clearly. I always have. Mm. And uh, it's all, I, I, well, I know it's made me extremely cagey about you know, people. Yes. And, and being, uh, shall we say, 
um, people turning into traitors, right. letting you down. Yeah. Yes, I can understand. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. It's through experience. Yeah. Um, so after that awful experience at boarding school, did your parents listen to you, or what? What circumstance made them take you out of boarding school? Well, it was. Uh, I received from there on. Then I went to the senior school, which is the was the Imperial Service College. Ah, you went to the Imperial Service College. The Imperial Service Where College. Where was that? That was in Windsor. Right. And uh, the interesting thing is that you see, um, the all the boys that were there, or practically all the boys that were there, were sons of people who were in the armed forces. Because I mean, that's what it was there for. And the fact that my father had held a commission and so forth, I mean, I got in there and my brother got in there cheaper, you know, I mean, the fees were less for, for those people and so forth. So um, I went from, from, from a prep school environment into a, a fairly tough environment at this other school. But um, by that time, I'd obviously learnt a bit because um, I wasn't I wasn't bullied at my other school because I managed to sort of form myself or form around me a sort of mini gang of mine. Were you <laughs> and, the leader? Or? Well, I think so. I I was the you know I wasn't the the strongest or the toughest or anything like that. But but I but I think I was the sort of director, the brains of the outfit. No, it sounds stupid. But no, no, this is all part of, <laughs> of uh, establishing yourself. Yes. And uh, anyway, so I, I had a, a tolerable time there, but I was doing still very badly scholastically. So you're not, you weren't academic? Never caught up. I never took an exam in my life. Were you <laughs> obedient in the class? Yes. Oh, I see. So you weren't trouble in the class. Oh no, no, I you just weren't empty. interested. I just, I just couldn't. You see, I could only get about two people, two masters. You know, that um, when I didn't understand something, you know, that I could go to them actually after the class was finished and so forth and say, "Terribly sorry, but I didn't really understand that. Could you just explain it to me?" And they would explain it to me. But there were only about two people that would do that. All the others sort of were just being a bloody nuisance, you know. In other words, you're giving me the impression that in those days, teachers or lecturers spoke at people. There wasn't very much interaction between those that wanted to know a bit more. Things, there was a syllabus, we had That's to right. get through it and just push, 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 push. Right. There exactly. wasn't any time to interact. No, 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 no. And I still think that you the, the trouble with the eyesight, because you would never see anything on the blackboard, could you? Yeah, and they made you wear glasses, which apparently you didn't really need. And I'm yeah. pretty certain, actually, in thinking back now, that he was dyslexic. Yeah. Do you think you're still dyslexic? No. No, you're yeah. not. No. But you've never been, always been a very bad speller, haven't very you? Very bad speller. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I also had this damn, damn stammer. I stammered. Um, you know, right up until uh, until I left school. Yeah, and you still do occasionally. When I left school, I, I managed to um, 
I said to my father, I was age 16 then, and I said to my father, I said, look, you know, I hate school. I'm not doing any good there at all. You're spending money, and, it's, uh, and you've got Pat, that's my sister, to send to boarding school because she's going off. Why can't I leave and, uh, and go into business? And so finally he, he said, oh, all right, yes, yes. And, uh, and then I think I, th I think I told you the rest of the story, didn't I, about how I came to, to go to Heinz. Yes, yeah. uh, there was a choice of going to Bristol, That's I think right. it was, uh, <laughs> uh, with another company yeah. whose name I forget now. Imperial Tobacco. Imperial Tobacco, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or else going to that's right. Heinz. That's it. Um, interesting. Now, can I catch up with, yes. with you, if I may? How did you get on in, in class? Were you at all academic? Were you well behaved? Were you a chatterbox? All three of <laughs> them. <laughs> No, well, you see, my education with Miss Flores, where I went when I was seven, that was the little kindergarten place in Pinner. There, my schooling until I was 11 was from 9 till 12 every morning, a break of 20 minutes, and never any homework, absolutely nothing at all, and no sort of sport. So we had drill, and then no lady came and played the piano, you wore a paper around your arm to show which was your left arm, I can remember that. But anyway, what did you wear around the left A pale arm? blue ribbon. A pale so blue ribbon. So you knew that was your left arm. Um, right. Yes. So when but you had to turn the left, when you put your hands, you know, like that. It was quite interesting. Wasn't it? But anyway, no, then I went to some... So that was all my education until I was 11. 11. When you think what they do now, I mean, it's intriguing. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and I think I learned French, because they had a French person there. And this was all in the garden, in a large tin shed, with a corrugated roof and a big old anthracite stove in the middle. And there was a table down there, which was one form, and a table down here, which was the other form. How many chairs around a table? Ooh, about, well, there must have been Balls, about I think, weren't they? 30 of us all together, not yeah. more. Not 30 around a table? No, 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 yeah. no. That one would have been about 15, I suppose. Probably wasn't as much as 30. About 12 round so, each table. Yes, Fascinating. And we had slates. They wrote on slates. Yes, yes. Did you write on slates? Oh, well? yes, yes. Yes, all your songs were done. We had to learn slates. our tables. We had to recite our tables. Every single morning. Yeah, every single morning. So it's automatic, and that is awesome, which is wonderful. Which is good. I oh, actually yes. agree with that sort of road learning. Yeah. Because it's something you, you'll carry through with, with That's right. forevermore. Yeah. Kings of England, books of the Bible. I mean, I still know seven-eighths of 56. So do I. <laughs> no, and seven-sevens seven, 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 seven of 49. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but, but if I ask my grandson, what are seven-eighths? <laughs> he won't know. So he, he doesn't know at all. That's right. Because it just goes ping, 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 and then he knows. Yeah. He uses a computer, right. uh, a yes. calculator. That's right. Yes. Fascinating. And then I went to St. Helens at Northwood, and I was put in the upper second, and I was off after half-term. I was immediately moved up. To another form, and then I was top of that form, so they did think I was quite bright. He is quite bright. Yes, I am bright, I'm but sure I've no, got no bright. application, have I? He's got all the application, yes. so yes. it works quite yes. well. Yes. yes. The motivation. Yeah. yeah. And then I, then when my mother got married, I think they didn't, well, they didn't appreciate having my younger brother and myself at home. We were both at day schools at St. Helens, and so I went off to St. Felix, South World, and Dickie went off to Halebury. Yes. Uh, did you say St. Felix? Yes, a school at St. That was a boarding school. Yes, which um, I absolutely loved. Oh, really? I was much happier at school than I was at home. 
because with this marriage of my mother's, with this absolutely darling man, but he'd never Old had no Basil, contact with Basil Holloway. Holloway. He'd had no contact with children whatsoever, and we were just kept. You were in the way, really. Yes, yes. yes. Because the two young lovers wanted to be together, right. and you were really under their feet. Yes. So St. Yes. Felix was a relief, really, yeah, because you had lots of friends. Yes. What was St. Felix like? Was oh, it was a, it's a huge school. It was on the Fens in Southwold. Very tough, great fun, and what, five houses, I think, we had to divide up into houses. It's a big school. Yes. Where well, is it, Southwold? Suffolk. Suffolk. Yes. Okay. Not to be confused with Felixstowe College, which is nothing like as good as... Um, Felix. But it's still a, I mean, it's still a big school. school. Now, yeah. St. Felix, yes. that sounds like a religious order. St. Right? Felix came from Dunwich Cliff 1,200 years ago to build his church on Dunwich Cliff, as all the world does know. And that was <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, a Church of England school? Yes. High well, Church of uh, England? Um, oh, not rightly. I no. think there were some Roman Catholics. I don't think there were any Jews, as far as I remember. No, no in those days. I don't know the maybe. Did you make any close friendships? I'm sure you did. At yes, yes, lots. Mm -hmm. yeah. Are you still in touch? Well, I'm still in touch with one of them, Jenny Bedall, who yes. she was godmother to one of mine, ours, and I was godmother to one of hers. And oh, uh, quite how do you spell her surname? Bedall? Oh, B that's her maiden name, and she's now, she's married again, she, B-E-D-D-A-L-L. -L. Yeah. You've got to think of putting all these in, are you? I might yes. do. Uh, yes. I might do. Well, I mean, yes, yeah, because she still, all... still see her, yeah, actually. Sure. She's not yeah. Dexter. Yeah. Mm. So, and then she married and she became a... She became a Corey first, then he died, and about five years ago she married a charming widower. And now they, they were both in there. And now she's a... Dexter. Dexter. But a Corey was <laughs> C-O-R-R... No, C-O-R-Y. C-O-R-Y. Yes. Right. right. She's left out one important thing, is that Bedall and Corey, both very wealthy. Uh, why is that so important? Well, it's part no, of the details. No, it is, because, uh, you know, you, you were not wealthy at all. They're comfortable. We know yes. Basil, yes. The, he was in the Air Ministry. Yes. Yes. What did he do at the Air Ministry? He had rather a big job. Um, forgotten what it was now. Uh, principal under secretary or something like that. Chief secretary, I think. Yes. Was yes. that a political post or no civil servant? Civil yeah. servant. Yes, mm. that's right. Because we used they, yeah. we used to go to garden parties at Buckingham Palace every year until I was twenty three or something. Didn't we? Mm. I can't remember because that was automatic. You know, if you were in that sort of job, that was yeah. rather fun, wasn't that was it? Great fun. Oh, it yeah. was. Yes. So yeah. you met uh, a number. You you met a number of royal personages in your life. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, you just, you didn't actually meet them, but you sure, saw them. Sure. No, we didn't meet curtsy. them. Yes, we curtsied when the Queen marched. No. So we're talking now, let's go through the regions. At that stage, your, the very first Buckingham Palace party would have been which regent? Which king or queen? Well, you say you regent, that's yeah. interesting. Why do you say regent? Or king or yes. monarch. Yes, monarch. yes so, because regent with us means he's a, he's a, a vice. Yeah. Oh, I see. No, yes. I didn't mean that. I meant no. so which monarch? That's right. Uh, so, uh, with George, the, George V. George V was, was king when you yes. had your attention. Oh, yes, first and the party. queen was very, very grand. And the little princesses, no, that was much later, wasn't it? Yes, who would, who would have been there then? Oh, I can't remember the Prince no. of Wales. Right. I mean, the Mrs. Simpson Prince of yes. Wales. Yes. 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 
But I mean, you only you weren't presented to them unless we're somebody frightened. Oh, I you see. Just I thought sort you of, might. Oh no, no, huh. no. He he'd been presented, not um, not just going to a garden party. You didn't. You just saw them walk, which was fun, and wore pretty dresses down to the ground. You know those mm. ones. Um, as I was presented, uh, at that one when I took a commission in the Territorial Army in 1936-37. In 36-37, you would have been presented to whom? George VI. George VI. It was it was one of these traditional things where they used to hold these levees, and this was where he went and uh, bowed to your monarch. What is it? How do you spell a levee? L-E-V-E-S. Some people Levee. call it Levee or Levee. Levee. Yeah. There is so a bit. they don't have them now. They don't. They, no. No, I'm sure they don't. So you were presented and you bowed to, your, to, your, yeah, to the king. See, our, our whole, um, you know, all the officers in our battalion, uh, I mean, we were Royal Engineers and it was, it was the turn of the Royal Engineers. Right. Uh, nationwide. You know, to, to go if you wanted to. You didn't have to go. But if you were asked to, you wanted to go. But I couldn't be presented because that which I should have been when I was 18, whatever it was, because of the divorce in those days. Yeah. It was not acceptable at court. Right. Right. It was interesting. Yes, how things have changed. Yes, yeah, yes. Princess Margaret. Yeah. Princess Anne. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we're coming back now to the early days. To switch the thing off. Oh, sure. Uh, this makes a tremendous difference in the child's ability to join in with the school and learn and so forth. Whereas if they go without any pre-preparation as, as a sort of invalid child... This is one with a, well, a born with a slight speed yeah. defect. Oh, that sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Any yes. sort of handicap. Yeah. Any sort of handicap. Yes. You're saying that... Children with any sort of handicap. Well, uh, in speech. In, in speech. Yes. Uh, yes. If they have some preparatory work or training, yes. they they have a chance. Yes. Uh, they really yes. improve yes. more. It's an enormous difference. Yes. And, uh, and the charity is called... The I Can. Invalid I... Children's Aid Nationwide. Patron and Manager of the Queen and President, I think, is Princess Margaret. Mm. So, um, But it's not it's not very widely known. They've got, I think... Their dyslexic school, I think, was one of the very first in the country. I understand the connection of yeah. um, stammering or stuttering yeah. and um, yes. slight dyslexia. How did you come to know about this charity? It was just local here. Oh, I see. Yes. 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 Yeah. But, I mean, it's not. This is all the London one. We, there was a, we, we had a local branch, mm. which I was asked She's to be on the committee on. Yes. Mm. Which, um, really yeah. It's good to put something back into, mm. yeah. uh, as, as a sort of a thank you for a good, healthy, long, happy life, to give something oh, yes. back to society. Well, one has endless coffee mornings and things, yeah. and bring and buys mm. and put some <coughs> little shows and things, which mm. it gets quite a lot of money. Sure. But it is. It's a very good charity, but it's not really... Um, not well known. It's not uh, not well known like save the children. No, but it needs. It, it still needs help. There's so many charities now. There's about oh, thirty thousand. Endless. Yeah. You feel so awful. They keep appealing, yeah. and you think yeah. not again. We can't. We can't. You can't help. No. You've got to be selective. You've got to yeah. say, yeah. right, I'm going to assist these that's five or ten charities, and yes. that's it. Yes. Yeah. Any yes. others? I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 You have to. Got You can't go on crying your heart out. You see all these things on television. I have a list of about a dozen, which I put down on my tax thing, you know, and that's it, I can't do any more. No. 
Now, just a few words about the animosity between the two mothers. I, uh, you don't know the history of it or how it started, but you know... No, it's, it's not really all that important, but yeah. it was... Um, they just they just didn't. They, they didn't, they like didn't get other. on. They, they tried to. and I mean, they, they never had rows and things. Your, no, no. Your Mrs. Mrs. Beresford was the better tennis player. And oh, she was a very, very good yeah. tennis player. And Mrs. Canning. Was she Mrs. Canning on that stage, or possibly... And she was possibly... Yes, I don't think they ever sort of liked each other very much at the close, did no. they, when they were all kids playing Red Indians and things together? No, no. I don't know why. Indian. And I think possibly then when my mother married Basil, and, you know, they had a much bigger house and that sort of thing, there might have been a little bit of jealousy. Yes, I yes, think, don't yes, you? And, and, and yes. wagging tongues, you yes. know. Or, you know yes. yes, I think that... Um, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, that it was like that, and I was saying how marvellous your sister Pat was, because mm. she was an absolutely lovely person, gorgeous yes. person, oh, yeah. and she was very good at, um, you know, pouring oil yes. whenever needed. Yeah. I think. So, so anyway, yeah, coming back to but the two school. fathers. I mean, your father and my Basil. Thought your father was ghastly. Yes. yes, and I'm sure it was mutual. Yes. <laughs> so it's really both, both sets of parents oh, doing yes. nothing much of each yes. other. Oh, yes. 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 So they must have been quietly horrified when the two of you decided to, to get yes. married. Well, I think his parents were much more horrified at him marrying me than mine were at marrying because they always thought you were really rather nice, didn't they? But your parents. Yes, that yeah, you were very good and, and steady and, yes. and very sweet, but not really. They never minded. If I took her out, what time I brought her back, or anything like they that. They trusted you. And yeah. they knew that oh, yes. she was safe with me. Yes. Yeah. But I know they felt that, uh, well, as yours felt, you could have done better, and they yeah. felt I could have done better. Yes. Well, which was very stupid, obviously. See, I was much catch, because uh, I was only a height salesman. You know, where we actually got married. Yeah. What, yeah. what did your parents hope you, you'd catch? Well, there were several quite sort of... Well, were, I had a lot of different boyfriends. I'm not quite sure which ones. Well, you had schoolmaster, didn't you? Yes. And you had uh, Lodo? I had John Shaw, a oh, Dutchman, yes. yes. Well, it was a good idea, really, to, to go through a lot of it. I mean, you say boyfriends, there's no sort of living in sin and all that sort of luck, and you had a bit of petting, but you'd never thought of... Well, A was too dangerous, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, you didn't want to. didn't go in for sexual intercourse at all, did you? No. But you see, it's such a shame, because when it was really, one was perfectly happy with a nice bit of sort of kiss and cuddle. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Don't you think? What, what, what the parameters, sort of well, like? the parameters were different. I, I also, not to, because we're not quite the same generation, no. I also had a very naive upbringing, naive sexually, very naive. Yes. Oh, I well remember a 15-year-old girl, a neighbour of mine, who was astonished when I told her how a girl had a baby because she really had no idea. No. She was 15. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't now, learn. Today, did a, a seven-year-old. Yes. 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 Well, I can remember we with, having a conversation with Margaret Field who was at Miss Floyd's and she told me how they got babies. I had absolutely no idea. And how and old she, were you? How old well, were I you? must have been. I couldn't have been more than... Eleven or well, twelve. I think I was twelve, yeah. thirteen. I would yeah. think. And she was a bit older. Yeah. And she said, "You, you've got to be in the same bed, and he's got to put his thing up you 
for nine months. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> And anyway, and then I thought it came out of the little hole here. I think yes. a lot of people think that. Yes, don't they? yes, they that thought the child came, came out of the middle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's close to cesarean. Yeah. Quite. Yes. Oh yes, I children do. tell each other such yeah. such stories. I remember telling Marcus because Marcus wanted to know how babies are born. And I think I said, well, he was in the bath. I can remember he's about four or five, and I think, well, they. They um, said, how, how did he get? I said, well, darling, they're, they're here. Because that was when Titch was on the way. Yeah. He said, well, he's here. He's here. Here is in my tummy. Yeah. And he's going to come out in about a couple of months. Yeah. And he just sort of looked at me and said, I don't believe it. <laughs> and that was it. So we never had to bother anymore. And then Titch, I remember, wanted to know if we had some boy who was staying. And Titch was on the loo and he called out. Um, Marks and I were saying goodnight to each other, age about six or seven, I suppose. And she said, what, what does fucking mean? And yeah, yeah. and I looked at each other and we said, shall we tell him? Yeah. And he said, no, I shouldn't, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> and he had been told, what had he been told? That, um, oh yes, no, no, that was having, yes, fucking meant going to the lavatory inside a girl. So that was quite interesting. Yes. That was Henry Padwick oh, who really? told him that. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating Isn't what it? children yeah. tell each other. I know. Absolutely fascinating. Now, my was... mother never told me a thing. Did your mother tell you anything? Oh, no, absolutely no. not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. I learnt everything from books. Yes. But I was unusual among my teenage friends at school, and I'm talking about very early teens. I was able to put a lot of my peers, uh, a lot of my uh, companions, write about sex and uh, the inner workings yes. of the female and male body yeah. because I read yeah. these textbooks, books written by American authors to explain to teenagers about sex and their bodies. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And a few <coughs> others had bothered to read them. My father had a shop and he sold books, you see, so yeah. I managed yeah. to just read yes. these books about yeah. sex. Yeah. But my mum and dad didn't know I was reading these books. Yeah. But th th that was the way. You either found out by pure experimentation, yeah. and you could have a disaster, yeah. or by, by reading. Yeah. Uh, yes. I always so felt that if they were taught it in, in schools, like they learnt geography, just that purely factual thing, it would be accepted, and it wouldn't... Yes, that's the case today, although there is now a movement of... It should be earlier, I think, they don't do it. It should be very early, it should yes. be very natural, so part of the yes, exactly. asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The earlier the better, it's less yes. embarrassing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but there is a movement now among some parents to stop sex education at school, but at all, because they, these parents believe that they are the ones who should teach their children about sex. Yes. Mm. But then so many of them do. So many yeah. of them don't, because yeah. it's such a, an embarrassing, taboo yes. subject. Yes. They're frightened yes. of uh, yeah. pr approaching the subject with their children. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything. I'm sure your father never told you anything, did he? Absolutely not, no. No, no, no. I mean, I didn't learn about sex proper until I was at the Imperial Service College and the boy in the bed next to me explained it very kindly to me. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know. He explained it to you? Yes. Did yeah. you demonstrate? No, no. Yeah. Jackie Carrick. <laughs> very nice chap he was. Yeah. In Yorkshire. Because boarding schools are, have a notorious reputation for uh, male advances 
Oh, bloody yes. Yes. That's one of the problems of boarding schools. Anyway, um, we, we'd got to our teens and we roamed around a little bit. Uh, so you went out occasionally together. Oh, of course, you'd finished with your prep school, hadn't you? And, uh, you'd, and you'd gone to St. Felix. Yeah. Yes. You'd left. Yes. So we're but we were still stage. always together. We were always in Pinner in the holidays. Right. And Pinner was always very social. I mean, there were endless sort of teenage parties and things which we met a terrific lot all through the holidays. Yeah. Whether we were sort of keen on each other, as they said, varied. But there were endless tennis tournaments and yes, parties. and dances. You see, endless dances. See? Everybody had private dances in see, those days. I mean, in Pinner yeah. there were. A number of wealthy families, like the Yarrows who were shipping, the Gosleys who were plumbing. the man with the private, the royal flush. Yes, yes he the, laboratories. Yes, and the Montessols <laughs> and the Agabanes and all these people. Yes. Wealthy families. Oh, oh very wealthy families. With lovely and, houses. And, but you see, the thing was that these wealthy families, you know, used to have tennis parties. They used to have dances, uh, and. Um, I mean, in the in the sort of Christmas holidays, you know, I mean, we'd probably be going to a private dance, perhaps twice a week. Oh, more than that. Oh, yeah. yes. I've seen children's parties, I can remember, going yes. to three in the day. Because yes. when you were little, they started at three and finished at six. And then when you got a bit older, they started at six and finished at ten. Got even a bit older, they started at eight and you finished at midnight. Yes. And that was the pattern. Now, in that, uh, that, uh, that, period when you, you went to a party which finished at midnight, yeah. would you be picked up by your parents? No, no, so, I, no, it was either <clears throat> you'd arrange to go with some other people, yes. and so all of you were, because you always had a car, didn't you? You had lots of cars in your family. What age did you have your first car? Sixteen. Yeah. And what, what sort of car was it? That was for that. You were popular, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> this was Hannibal. <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. And he was born in 1921, and he was a standard tourer. Oh, lovely. And leather uh, seats. With a put-down hood. Yeah, with a put-down hood. And mud guards. Mud guards. Mm. Running boards. Running boards. Running boards, yeah. yeah. But the great, the two great classics I will tell you about. Hannibal. Why Hannibal, by the way? That's the name you the gave him. The first thing to carry elephants over the Alps. <laughs> Who thought of that? Was that you? Was that an advertising slogan? <laughs> Yeah. No, this was it cost three pounds fifty, didn't it? It cost three pounds fifty to buy. Yeah. Your your car cost three pounds fifty. Yeah, my first car. It was ten pounds. Who did you buy it from? Well, father had a nice old chap, garage chap up the road, and when I said I can't have a car, he said, "Well, he he rang up Mr. Evans and said, have you got anything suitable?' You see." Mr. Evans produced Hannibal, first of all, and followed uh, later on by Flossie. Flossie Flossie was a two-seater, very sexy, two-seater singer, again a tourer. But I must tell you about Hannibal. Please do. I'm very interested in Hannibal. Hannibal was an unusual car because it only had, the, the foot brake only worked on the transmission and not on the wheels. 
Right. Really? All right. Yeah. Two great clamps which clamped onto the transmission when you put your foot on the hand. And the, the handbrake, which you be manual and, and outside, that only worked on the two back wheels. Oh, right. right. So remembering that, I'm now driving down Shaftesbury Avenue. In 19... Oh, uh, uh, well, how old were you? 16, 17? 16, 16 31, 32, 33, something like that. Yes. Okay, you're down, yeah. going down oh, Shrasby Avenue. And one of these taxis suddenly shot out, as they do, they, and I stamped on the brake, you know, to stop. And the, 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 the lugs, or whatever it is you call them, on the, on the transmission brake went right over. So the thing was locked on, literally locked on so you couldn't you couldn't i mean when i released the pedal i mean it, it was still released, locked on so it was still locked your wheels on. were locked and there was hannibal in the middle of shaftesbury avenue with buses with god knows what stuck and uh, what we had to do was to uh, get some people who were held up you see taxi drivers and so forth to move hannibal bodily onto the pavement so that then I could crawl underneath and dismantle the brake and release it. <laughs> fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. But the second one, second story is even better. This Hannibal again in all his glory, we're going to a charity dance at the Dorchester. It is his brother and his girl and you and me. That's right. Yeah. And in those days you wore white tie, tails and opera hats. All right? Yes. So just picture four of these elegant teenagers arriving at the door of the Dorchester in Hannibal. Clanky but usually dirty. Usually mud-coloured so car. And uh, the, the, the um, doorman, you know, the doorman, sort of looks sort of slightly horrified but realises that we are really actually going to come. So he steps forward smartly and he takes hold of the handle of the front engine and the handle of the back engine to open them simultaneously and the side comes off in his hand. <laughs> He's standing there with the side of the car in his hands because the side, see you see, only used to just fit on like that. I'm on a pin. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. on a pin. Mm. As if when he did this lifting thing, it came off. It really was quite well, funny. This, Good old was, this was absolutely fantastic because um, you know the man was absolutely shattered. You know he didn't know what to do. <laughs> and anyway, you know we got to put back together and we took it around the corner and so forth. But for the rest of the evening, as we went round, the all the all the staff, the page boys, the waitresses. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I must say, he took it all in very good part because, yeah. I mean, when we left, he said, well, it's been the most exciting evening for years. And the next car? The next car was Flossie. Oh, Flossie. she was gorgeous. Yes. And yes. she was the sexy two-seater. Oh, yes. Really a singer. Yes. singer. With a dickie. 
the Would you know what a dickey is? A dickey is the seat at the back that opens out uh, where the boot mm. is. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. yes yeah. that it makes into a seat. It makes into a seat. Yes. It's, it's yeah. like a boot. What do the Americans call it? They call it they, something. They, they, what do they call it? Wasn't it, they called it a dicky seat, didn't they? Did they? I don't know. Yeah. They called, but one always, lots of times, one sat in the dicky seat, and it was great yeah. fun, really. For that. Shall I get a sandwich? Yes, yes. Because you are, I think, we're yes. taking up rather a lot of your time. Could you tell me about uh, your earliest memory, which I believe is to do with carbon? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember... S- being in early in the morning, sitting up in my father's bed, my mother was getting a breakfast, I must have been about three, and I was sitting behind him, and he was in front of me, and I don't think he couldn't have been wearing his pyjama top, because on his bus by his right shoulder there was this curious, sort of yellowy, bluey, mauvey, great big lump, and I can remember putting up a hand, and he said, don't touch it, darling, that's Daddy's carbuncle. <laughs> you saying that thing made me think of it. Mm. Yes. So, so it was a large... So it, it, well, it seemed to me enormous. It wasn't a, probably as big as that, but mm. I can remember uh, the feel of it. What was this very, very brightly coloured lump? Terrible mm. mm. things they were. Because mm. yeah. you suffered yes. from boils and carbuncles, yes. yes. Anyway, now... Uh, do you think the fact that my father had a carbuncle on his back... <laughs> <laughs> Caused me to find a chap who had boils on his Though some people would say there was a link. Oh, yes, they would. They would. A psychologist would find a link. Yeah, I've never been to a psychologist. I've. Do you have you ever been to psychologist? I think they're rubbish. I think one knows himself instinctively. Well, half of what the problems are. I'm not sure about that. Uh, I believe well, it that depends some people what sort of need person help. You are. Yes, some people desperately exactly. need help. Yeah. Others, like myself, I can't imagine myself needing a psychiatrist. No. But uh, I would, if if I needed to, I wouldn't hesitate. I would go would to you one. Not? Mm. Um, need to be under enormous yeah, pressure. Because I believe yes. that uh, the <laughs> mind or the brain is an organ like any other organ, like the heart or the liver or what else, and, and if it needs medicine, medical treatment, then go. The, the, the mind can can be healed. Yeah. I say that because my father's had five nervous breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Five in Go his on. life. Mm-hmm. And he's extraordinary. He's 86. Mm-hmm. Um, and still compass mentis. I thought that he would end up in a mental home. I really I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and how he survived, that man is as strong as an ox. Yeah. Um, his father lived to be 98 and a half, and uh, his wife to be 95. Well, in those days, that was terrific, mm, wasn't it? Mm, absolutely. Yes. So, longevity is there, and yeah. my father is tough. Whereas I lost my mother at 52. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, the genes, well, I think, yes. uh, dictate. The end of one half dozen of the other. Yeah. We nearly come yeah. to the end of this one, but uh, yes. I think it has practically come to the end. Sorry, you were going to say something? Yeah. No, he was going to say that, wasn't he? No, no, I was just going to say that, that um, I'm trying to think of the the end of my my thing with boils and all that sort of thing. And uh, it was when we were down at Pagham on holiday, yeah. and I had that poison foot. When we were all staying with the Winkless. And it was yes. very bad indeed. And I went to a doctor. Rent-